Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Leading Off. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. With me, as always, is my producer and unicycle enthusiast, Brendan Tuma. You can find him on Twitter at TooMuchTuma. Yesterday was a really quiet day of baseball, my friends. And I'm glad for it, because once again, I am battling some evil bug that my children gave me. Have you guys ever seen War of the Worlds? They're like the aliens cannot survive because they aren't immune to all the gross pathogens that just surround us nonstop, but to which we have built up an immunity? I'm pretty sure that's why people have kids. Because if there is an alien invasion, I know that there is a lot of gross stuff out there that there's just no way that they can survive. And I will be laughing all day long, in my hospital bed, because my six-year-old didn't wash his hands at his Nerf gun party. But at least I will have survived the alien attack. Anyway, let's talk about yesterday, shall we? As always, we're going to start with my three biggest takeaways, which were Trey Turner finally rounding into form, Anibal Sanchez continuing his return to relevancy, and Eduardo Escobar refusing to be ignored. Then we're going to look at a few interesting developments from yesterday, like Starling Marte and Ozzy Albies going deep twice. We'll next talk about some messy bullpens like the Rangers and the Red Sox, where nobody really wants to be the closer. And we'll finish off with some injury news, like Yohan Moncada leaving the White Sox Nationals game with back tightness. And of course, I will tell you what to look out for in today's action. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, then you know I like to talk straight with you guys. Because authenticity is important with us. Except when it comes to Brendan's backstory, because it's just more interesting if he's like a unicycle enthusiast, you know? Anyway, Brendan has informed me of a few numbers regarding the reviews, and it is incredible. Yes, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with our giveaways from TickPick, and that is awesome. But whatever the reason, it is amazing. We are aware of it. It supports the show. And on days like yesterday, when there's really nothing to talk about, it helps give me and Brendan that little extra kick. So thanks. And to show our appreciation, we are doing the giveaway from our friends at TickPick again for the month of June. It's $100 in credits toward the purchase of any ticket you want. Sporting event, concert, theater, whatever. All you need to do to be entered is leave a review for the show on iTunes or Stitcher and send a screenshot of your review to contest at fantasypros.com. And if you have left a review before, you are all good. Just screenshot it and send it in. And if you've already sent it in, you're all good too. Trey Turner went 3-for-5 with two runs scored, two RBI, and his fifth home run of the season yesterday against the White Sox. He was a single short of the cycle. Trey Turner is very good at baseball, and you surely know this. Well, most of you know this. As many of you know, I have published a weekly trade chart for Fantasy Pros for several seasons. And when Turner returned and showed that he was healthy, I vaulted him up in value, of course, because he's Trey Turner. But I legitimately got some pushback from a few readers because he was off to such a slow start after coming off the injured list. Now, I am going to assume that this was just a random gaggle of impatient fantasy owners, but just in case not, let's make it clear. You do not worry about Trey Turner absent an injury. Yes, he is striking out a little too much and whatnot. Whatever. His stat cast data is exactly the same, and he's actually improved in terms of barrel percentage and exit velocity from his career marks. He now has three homers in June, and he's going to run all day long. This should be the last time we discuss Trey Turner unless he has a five-steal day, okay? But we may discuss his teammate Anibal Sanchez a bit more, though. Now, a lot of you picked up Sanchez for his two-start week, and although he had a weird start yesterday, you weren't really disappointed. Sanchez allowed just one run through six innings against the White Sox, which is great, but he had just one strikeout, 
He threw just 69 pitches, and he had just two swinging strikes. Two. I mean, that's honestly just bizarre. But prior to his stint on the injured list, Sanchez had made nine starts and had a 41 to 25 strikeout to walk ratio with over a five ERA. Including last night, he has now made three starts since returning from the injured list, and he has a 104 ERA with a 15 to three strikeout to walk ratio. And before you say, I don't want to pick up Anibal Sanchez because he stinks, and I don't want to have to deal with my iPhone autocorrecting his name to Animal every time I text my friends about him, to you, I say speak not of such things. Last year with the Braves, Sanchez had a 283 ERA, a 108 whip, and solid strikeout numbers. So I am sitting here telling you that Anibal Sanchez is not someone you should ignore at the moment. He will take on the Diamondbacks next, and you probably know that already because you already picked him up for his two-start week. Eduardo Escobar homered twice yesterday against the Phillies, going 4 for 5 with 5 RBI. As we are going to talk about in a second, I could have chosen any one of a number of hitters around the league who hit monstrous home runs last night, and the majority of them happened to play in the Diamondbacks-Phillies game. But I want to discuss Escobar because he is on pace to bat 299, score 106 runs, hit 41 home runs, and drive in 131. Now, you can go look at Escobar's StatCast data, and you're not going to be impressed. But the thing is, he is just one of those guys who outperforms his metrics. Like this year, last year, his expected batting average and slugging percentages were well below his actual numbers. He doesn't hit the ball particularly hard, though he does avoid soft contact extremely well. Now, Escobar is a guy you just kind of have to accept right now. It's kind of like Jake Odorizzi. You don't really think he should be as good as he is, but he is. Escobar is eligible at two deep positions, shortstop and third, so I'm not telling you to run out and trade a huge package for him. And if you can sell high, go for it. But I'm not completely running away from him if I do own him. I'm willing to accept what Eduardo Escobar is at the moment. Now, like I said, everyone else who played in that Diamondbacks-Phillies game also homered. I mean, not really, but kind of. The Diamondbacks opened the game with three straight homers from Gerard Dyson, Cattell Marte, and David Peralta. Ildemaro Vargas also hit two for the Diamondbacks, and Alex Avila even chipped in with one. But the Phillies fought back with a home run from Reese Hoskins, another one from Jay Bruce, Gene Segura's sixth, and he also stole a base, by the way, and two from Scott Kingery. Don't take too much away from the way the ball was flying out on a steamy night in a tiny, tiny ballpark. But please, for the love of all you yourself hold dear, pick up Scott Kingery. He is 18% owned. What universe is this? Kingery is batting 324 with a 970 OPS this year. He is eligible all over the place and he is now playing every day. There is simply no reason for him to be available. If you need to justify it because of a two homer game, so be it. Also hitting two homers yesterday were Starling Marte and Ozzy Albies. Marte had been white hot in June batting 419 with a 1,018 OPS in the month before yesterday. Now suddenly up to 9 homers, talk of his slow start is over, and you can expect his typical numbers going forward. As for Albies, it's been a pretty disappointing season thus far, but the two Jacks did give him 9 on the year. Now there's more to Albies than what he's shown thus far. His barrel percentage is way up, and his expected batting average and slugging percentage are way above his actual numbers. But admittedly, he has a long way to go before he becomes someone you start just because he plays a terrible position. Now, although it wasn't in the majors, Dallas Keuchel was certainly a standout yesterday. 
throwing seven scoreless innings with nine strikeouts while allowing just one hit in a start in single A. Now, this is single A. His triple A start got rained out, so whatever. But still, this is an outstanding sign. Keuchel should head to triple A in his next start and then join the Braves after that. Kevin Gosman, who allowed four runs, two earned, on five hits through two and a third innings last night against the Pirates, did not help his chances of staying in the rotation. A few pitchers who actually pitched well in the majors yesterday included Charlie Morton, who threw seven shutout innings against the A's with seven strikeouts, and Chris Sale, who did not allow an earned run through seven innings while striking out 10. Now you know the drill. Morton had 15 strikes, Sale had 14. They are both incredible. Sale will take on the Orioles next, while Morton will get the Angels, and you're obviously starting them both. And Michael Waka came out of nowhere, throwing six shutout innings against the Marlins while striking out four. This was Waka's first start since May 22nd, and he has a 5.63 ERA, so we can pump the brakes a bit here. But he has likely earned further starts in the rotation with Adam Wainwright hitting the injured list, and he should take on the Mets this weekend. Now, I'm not rushing out to pick up Michael Waka, but especially in light of his long relief appearance against Cincinnati last week, he could develop into a matchups play in NL-only formats. Now, Chris Sale did not get the win in that Rangers-Red Sox game because Matt Barnes coughed up the save in the ninth inning. Barnes allowed two runs on three hits and a walk, recording just two outs. And Ryan Brazier was eventually credited with the loss when he allowed a run in the 11th inning. Barnes should be the guy here, but he just has not locked it down when he's gotten the opportunity. This situation is going to remain a committee, and Brandon Workman, who has been lights out, could see the next save chance. But for now, your time is probably best spent avoiding the Red Sox bullpen. As it is with the Texas bullpen, where Sean Kelly refused to accept Matt Barnes' gifted save chance, allowing a run on four hits to blow the save himself. Chris Martin ultimately got the save in the 11th for the Rangers. Now, Jose Leclerc pitched on Sunday, so he was likely being avoided, but like Barnes, he simply refuses to take the opportunity when it is given to him. I have said this so many times, so I apologize but the Rangers desperately want LeClerc in the closer's role. That's why they gave him the preseason extension. And Kelly's sudden quasi-struggles have opened up the door. If LeClerc can just not totally blow up every single time Chris Woodward says that he is close to regaining the role, he would have the job back in no time. In the meantime, if you are speculating on saves, you should keep LeClerc owned. There is a good chance that at some point this season, you'll be rewarded. Now let's close shop with some injury news so I can take whatever medieval concoction my wife claims is her family recipe for sickness, which I'm pretty sure is just something like old gym shoes melted down into liquid form or something from the way it tastes. Yoan Moncada left yesterday's game against the Nationals with upper back tightness. Now he asked out of the game here, so it's a pretty good bet that he's going to miss at least today's game. Jose Rondon should see time at third base in Moncada's stead. Adam Jones and J.D. Martinez returned from their respective injuries yesterday. I will note that Adam Jones both played in the Diamondbacks-Phillies game and did not homer, so he's just a big old failure. John Carlos Stanton will restart his rehab today, and he should hopefully be back relatively soon. Yadier Molina could return from his thumb injury this weekend. Jordan Lyles was placed on the injured list with left hamstring tightness. The Pirates recalled Montana Durapo from AAA, but he's not really worth your attention. And Aaron Judge should begin a rehab assignment this weekend. Clint Frazier's days as a regular could be coming to an end. As for what I will be watching for today, it is Trevor Bauer against the Reds. It's time, Trevor Bauer. You are slipping in fantasy rankings. 
You are being traded for like number three starters and second tier outfielders at this point. It is time to show your stuff. And that is all for today's episode of Leading Off. Continue to reach out to me at Dan Harris 80 and Brendan at Too Much Too Much to talk about life or baseball or in Brendan's case, unicycling. Have a great day, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow.